episode six. Seven, seven, lucky number seven. Damn, messing up. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Lucky number seven. The cod is back. Co-hosts Ryan and Paul. Um, let's start with a let's start with a recap. Let's get right into it, man. We uh, so I guess by now y'all should know how we do this. We're gonna give you a solo. Two guests back to a solo. So we had you know our two guests, and now we're back to a solo. So let's let's recap those uh, last two guests. Uh, Neil Neil Magny and Jason Fox. UFC number 14 ranked Neil Magny. It's an honor to have him. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, Haitian sensation. That's right. That's right. The Haitian sensation. Go uh, give to Mission 111 if you're feeling in the giving. Yeah. They're uh, supporting people in the Philippines and in the uh, in Haiti. So, I mean, yep. uh, check them out. Uh, Jason Fox, uh, Platinum RIAA producer. It's a pleasure to yes, have him. Yes, sir. Get the ends yes, and outs sir. of the music industry and uh, production at this point in time, especially during COVID-19. I uh, hope, yeah. hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And, and, and like I said, it was an honor for us to have them on. It was great conversations. Yeah, man. Both both, uh, both great guests. You know, I learned a lot from Neil. Obviously, shout out Mission 111. Yeah. Um, I love that they checked out the video and commented. Shows that we're doing something out here. Um, Absolutely. Shout out to Jason. You know, I'm a music guy, so if you tuned into that episode, you would hear that we got into our music nerd bag. So that was all always great. And you know, we're we got a few more guests lined up. So yeah. you know, just just keep tuning in, man. We're uh, very very thankful. And also, I guess um, if you follow us on Instagram, which is a good time to plug it, so follow us at the Cod Podcast. T H E C O D P O D C A S T. The Cod Podcast. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag Full Speed Ahead on Instagram. But um, yeah, man, uh, you you actually reached out to me and was like, "Yo, in two days, uh, Master P and B T are closing their uh, competition for this grant." So real quick, we had to just scramble. You know, I was on the road. Uh, dealing with some family stuff and and you hit me up and we still got to it like you said hashtag full speed ahead we always are gonna always gonna provide some content so go check that yeah shout out to master p shout out to bet for yes sir putting that competition and uh and motion uh giving entrepreneurs and small business owners the opportunity to get some funding especially during this time during this covid 19 a lot of people were their businesses so uh shout out to them as well um, yeah, I mean, it was something that we did on, on the go, kind of. And, uh, mm-hmm. man, I think we, we, you know, we got our point across. And uh, Yeah, um, man. I mean, look, we still, got, we still got the same amount of views on IGTV that we would on YouTube. So, you know, thank the people for still checking in. Any platform we're on, we see you watching. So, you know, we're just, we're just here to continue giving you content. But if you tuned in, um, thank you, man, because it was real. You know, like, right after we put that up. I saw an article talking about the big three labels, you know, and then I see another article about the Spotify CEO talking about, you know, artists nowadays. uh, I think they should get in the habit of releasing more. They can't, they can't just release every three to four years. And there was a little backlash there because, you know, Spotify, you're not really paying artists more than fractions of a penny per stream. So, 
you know, while you're basically trying to force people to continue bringing value to your, your platform, you're undervaluing their product. And at the same time, when, you know, in the uh, context of a podcast, you're giving Joe Rogan a hundred million, you know, shouts to Rogan. He's, he's a Titan in the game. He's Titan in the game over a thousand, over a thousand episodes. I think the post Malone episode did like 8 million in four days or something. So, you know, you can't, yeah, you can't be mad at Rogan, but you know, the thing is that platform Spotify was built off of artists and their, their catalogs. They're not getting paid for it, but you know, you turn around and you give a hundred million to a creator in the podcast space. And it's basically built off the backs of these artists, right. you know? So the podcasters, they're not worrying about getting paid per stream. They're getting their, their cut. So it's one of those things, man. Like, you know how we talked about on IGTV, the big business, that's where COD comes in. You know, we're trying to disrupt that, you know, we're the little guys, but we got fight. We got heart. That's right. We're trying to disrupt that man. But I don't know if there's much more to say about that, but speaking on fight and speaking on heart, okay. let's just get into sports, man. Let's get into sports. I broke, I broke down all of our stuff today. So we're going to go from sports to politics to music, man. But let's talk about some fighters with heart, man. Mike Tyson is coming back to the ring to hey. fight Roy Jones Jr. in an exhibition match. Hey, the Brooklyn Bomber. You see what I'm saying? Come on, man. Mr. Come on, uh, man. Mr. Uh, 30-second knockout. So, uh, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to comment on this because I've always been a Tyson fan, man. I've always yeah, yeah. His, his ferocity. I, I've always loved yeah. his heart. You know what I mean? I mean, even in his crazy times, man, Mike was a special yeah. to be had, right? Yeah. Um, Obviously, he, he he's fighting a, a very, very known, very known, very successful. And this is the thing I've I've wondered, man, is uh, you know, Mike, you know, he's an older guy. Right, Roy, right. Roy, he he got into his heyday after Mike. Right. Do you think that's gonna be a big factor? The age difference. Roy Roy might still you know be fast, but I mean, Tyson Tyson, you know, he's a different guy, so you can't really use his age to count him out. He's still fast. Hey, you know that still got know, power. You know that I know that you know that I know that this is yeah. what we're talking about. I don't care how yeah. old he is. If you got yeah. him on, on, on IG, if you've seen his YouTube videos of him training, man. He's still got it. Man. Listen, People still scared of him. Hey, don't let those the power grades, and the speed. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't let those grays, grays fool you. And, uh, wow. and I mean, Roy He'll Jones, knock some grays into you. Yeah, yeah. Roy Jones is a great fighter, right? He's a great yeah. fighter, skilled fighter, man, but he's mm-hmm. not Tyson, man. He's no, not no. no, never was. Never was. Yeah, yeah. And they fought in two different weight classes. So, I'm, I mean, yep. it's going to be interesting. Honestly, I'm, I'm tuning yeah. in. I'm tuning in, point blank. I know. I know Budden had tweeted. Um, now, see, Budden, he's kind of a Debbie Downer, but he tweeted, um, <laughs> what did he say? He said, uh, you know, he's got a bad feeling that something real 2020-ish is going to happen in the ring. You know, people are scared for Mike because he got the age. But like we said, he still got the power. He still got the speed. So we just got to see what happens, you know? Hey, man. It's an exhibition fight. So, you know, who knows if they're really going to be fighting at 100%. You know, their 75% is still crazy. So crazy. who knows what's going to happen, you know? Exactly. We got to tune in. And I mean, I, and not to lean one way or the other, but, man, Mike has that work ethic. Like I said, you can pull up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pull up his training videos right now. Once that fight was locked in, he was locked in. And that's just who he is as a person. Yeah. 
even even mentally. I don't know if you've ever looked at his podcast, Hot Boxing, mm-hmm. but he he gets deep, bro. Yeah. He he speaks about you know he speaks about his motivation to even get into boxing, how boxing saved his life. Exactly. You know, now that he looks back on boxing, he's kind of been like, he in his podcast has said that he's been scared of himself. You know what I mean? He said he's been in the ring and been like, yo, I've got to pull myself back sometimes because I could have really taken it there. He, he could have, you know, if he dies, he dies somebody. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, you can't, you can't count him out. But people are still cautious. People are still like, what's going to happen? So, hey, man, I, think I, it's- I got faith in Mike, man. I got, I got Mike. Who you got? I'm going to take Mike. I'm going to take Mike. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, a safe bet. And honestly, I'm, I'm gonna jump to the undercard too. I'm taking my boy Nate Robinson, man. For, for, hey, all right. Hey, hey all for, right. Former bull, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, him and uh, Carlos Boozer, they got the hold that clothing line. Hold that, hold that. Hey, go check it out. But who is? Tell him, tell him who, tell him who uh, Robinson is up against in this undercard for the wildest story of 2020. Uh man, you know what, dude. I- <laughs> <laughs> YouTuber, YouTuber Jake Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTuber yeah. Jake Paul. And I know his brother does a little mixed martial arts. His brother does. His brother does a little boxing. Yeah, yeah. His brother lost to another YouTuber, KSI. Right. Shout out KSI. Shout, shout out KSI. Um, I think Jake Paul had won one of his other boxing matches that he's had. So you know he's got he's got experience boxing. <laughs> yeah. But you know. Um, even though Nate Robinson, I don't know if he's boxed before. Right. You still can't discredit the fact that he was a professional athlete. So it's different. You know what I mean? Regardless of what sport, he's got the uh he's he's got the experience with endurance, with training. You know what I mean? Like that that doesn't necessarily mean just because you're a basketball player you're gonna be a good boxer. But compared to a YouTuber who's just been training to box a little bit and he's won a fight here and there. From somebody who has been a professional athlete way longer than, you know what I mean, you've been doing your thing on YouTube, it's just some different things. You know what I mean? You're used to training. You're used to endurance, you know. Um, like like how you talk about, like, cross-country runners. You know what I mean? It, it's one of those things where, like, you got your breathing right. There's a whole lot of things that his his – Athleticism is higher we're than Jake Paul. Stamina. Yeah. We're talking exactly. Exactly. We're talking about pounding on your body for you know what I mean, and hours at a time. I mean, Nate Robinson. Yeah, he's used to this. He's, he's not new to this. He's yeah, true to this. Exactly. He's an athlete. Um, yeah. To, to Jake Paul's uh, credit, though, he has a couple of inches over Nate. Um, yeah. There's a height height difference. Height difference and reach wise. But I mean, like you said, Nate Nate is an athlete, so I, I mean, yeah, yeah. And being in basketball, you got to be fast, so yeah, you yeah, got yeah. you got speed, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing, like when, well, like how you say stamina. Who knows, man? He could he could put up he could pull a Mayweather if we really want to talk about you know Jake Paul, been boxing for a little bit, and here is a basketball player who's probably started training right now for this fight. Yeah. You never know. He could pull a Mayweather and let me tire you out type of thing. Like, exactly. I'm going to just keep bobbing and weaving and get my <laughs> punches in there. Let me let me get let me get some points off on you. So, yeah, man, it's going to be a it's gonna be a good fight night, man. It's going to be. Yeah. A good yeah. Night. I like that. 
absolutely. I like that. And let's cover the. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know where you're going. I know where you're going, but let's keep it in the fight realm. You saw McGregor accepted a fight. I did. Yeah. I did. So back back to Fight Island for us. <laughs> hey, hey, back to Fight Island. McGregor, he pulled the, you know what I'm saying? He pulled the. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Even, I don't even know what to call yeah, that. This was, I think this was the third time that he was, uh, the I third guess. time that he was, he was retired. So, hey, man. He, you know, he pulled that move. When he retires, him. don't believe him. He's just going to come right back. Exactly. Exactly. And he pulled that move against Cowboy, man, which shocked the world. Yeah. I was like, damn, yeah. is that even legal? You know? Right, <laughs> right. It's like, right. So McGregor accepting the fight right now is, is huge as well because it's, yeah. it's really going to test if he's really back in the UFC or or if that was just, you know, a spark, a flash in the pan. You know, I'm, yeah. interested, I'm interested to see it because, I mean, everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody's going to be looking for those trick moves now, right? Come on now. Yeah. Everybody's going to be looking out for those trick moves. Like, nah, I'm not going yeah. down like Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. And, you know, you know uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike McGregor. Tyson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Tyson put it out that he would fight McGregor. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. No. He said that. He said that. He said I'd win too. Yeah. <laughs> he said he'd win too. So. Hey, hey you, know. you talk about the the the, the biggest pay per view show out. Put yeah. Mike Tyson up against McGregor. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I'm Let's see in. what goes on. Let's see what goes on. Because if Mike wins his fight and Connor wins his fight. You know, Connor. Connor's had some experience boxing since he went out Mayweather. So yeah. let's get it, man. Get in the ring. Let's let's see what's up. And if Connor, so. and if Connor claims he could be a better boxer and he don't want to fight a fighter like Mayweather, fighting Mike Tyson's gonna be a totally different thing. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's gonna be a totally different. Whoa, thing, man. man. You go, Y'all ain't ready. Nah, he's gonna get what he's looking for. That's for sure. He want to brawl. He's gonna yeah, get yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I know, I know, McGregor. He gonna give us a good show, man. Cause you can't be out of the ring for that long and then talk about, oh, I'm retired, and then come back and lose. Right. So it's a lot. It's a lot riding on the line for him. It's a lot riding on the line for him. Yeah, especially in fight island. We'll yeah. see, man. It, it's very, it's very exciting to see him back in the ring. He, he's uh, what the biggest star for the UFC. So yeah, yeah. yeah man, it's gonna be a good fight. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where were you going? Where were you going before that detour? Man, I, I, I have to talk about sports, man. We're gonna keep it in the sports realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're gonna bounce over to MLB, NHL, okay. and NBA, right? I see you with the Sox hat. Hey, hey, you see me, man? We we got games. We've had games for. You got the the Sox game on right now. I got the Sox game on right now. Sox are up. Six. And they're winning. Come on, Southside pride. Stand up. <laughs> so, so on that note, man, I, I have to talk about because there's been so much controversy over this bubble thing, right? And yeah. the, the MLB did not. Now I heard I heard two teams have like really had huge breakouts, yeah. COVID breakouts. Yeah, the Car- the Marlins and the Cardinals. Yeah, the Marlins a little bit more, and um, the, the problem is is that the MLB did not put out. COVID-19 um, bubble protocol. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at it right now, the NBA bubble, right? They're down in Walt Disney World Resort. Orlando. Yeah. Right, right. 22 total teams, 13 from the West. Nine They're all there. They're not yeah. traveling around. Not um, Nobody can come If in. you have to go, if you have to go, it's got to be a good reason. You got to get it approved. And then when you come back, you have to quarantine. So they really got it on lock. Um and when people initially came into the bubble, they had a 48-hour period. They got tested as soon as you come yep. in. 
you got a 48 hour, per hour period that you have to stay in your room or your residence until uh -huh. you get two negative tests back. So they're testing them twice, you know, it's a double, yeah. a double testing, which I think is, is great. And yeah. they, yeah. they, and as of uh, July 29th, they've had, they don't have any new cases. Zero. They doing well. They doing exactly. well. And, and hockey as well. They have two, they're, yeah. they're playing in uh, Edmonton and Toronto. And, yeah. uh, and they have the, the West Western Conference playing in Edmonton. They have the Eastern Conference playing in Toronto. Um, yeah. And, and man, they, they got everything this, the same way that the NBA has it. You know, no one in, no one out. Regular testing. It's yep. like why why couldn't the MLB follow suit? I'll Look, man, the the crazy thing about the MLB is, um, you know, they're outside playing the game, right? And they're distanced. You know what I mean? Like, they're I know somebody said hundreds, but they're definitely far, far, far apart. Exactly. You know, for, for me to be on one base and, and y'all would be in the outfield and, and the other guys to be in the dugout. So you would think it's all good, right? Like we're outside, we're distanced when we don't have to be, you know, right next to each other. Like when I'm on the base and then the other guys right there, for the most part, everybody's distanced out there. Exactly. So you would think what's the problem, but you know, without these bubble protocols and, the MLB, if I'm not mistaken, is still traveling. Exactly. So they're still getting on planes and traveling back and forth. Yeah. Increases risk tremendously. Everyone's going home at the end of the day and coming back. Yeah. Yeah. The risk is there, man. You're not you're not really quarantining. You're not really taking into account into account that people do things on their downtime. Exactly. I mean shit, man. Like I know this is not MLB, but the NBA, look at look at Lou Will. I know he said he had he had family to check on, but on the way back, did he not stop at Magic City? Hey man, and he said, "Oh yeah, I like the food. He got some wings." Hey, the the steak. But now you hear some women talking about he actually got a lap dance. So it's like, come on, Lou. He had to get he had to get his uh, his play on, you know. So that's the type of stuff the NBA is going to lock down on. You know, that's not going to happen on our bubble. He came back. He quarantined, he's safe, he's good. So, you know, but it's still a risk to try to do that. So for the MLB, if Lou did that, imagine what MLB is doing. Not saying that they're all going to Magic City, but y'all could be going to each and every grocery store and and this and that and walking around people and then going to practice. So Yeah, you're putting everybody around you at risk, man, including your yeah. including yourselves. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like if they didn't have protocol previously, they 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 need to now. And and one of the teams that's been hit the well, the team that's been hit the hardest, the Marlins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look where they're at. They're in Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida. I'm gonna say that real slow. Florida. Florida. You know I mean? The the epicenter right now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, an epicenter of COVID nineteen in America. It's like, come on, mm -hmm. you should know better. So yeah. You know, do you think do you think MLB is going to have to cancel their season the way it's going right now? That's a, you know what that's a huge question right now, man. And, and I mean, and it's it's in the back of everybody's mind. And anybody who I've talked to who watches baseball, right, who follows uh -huh. baseball, it's in the back of their minds, right? It's it's, it's like man, that they might have to because it's like, do you intermingle teams now? You know what I yeah. mean? You know, I mean the Marlins. Because imagine, imagine. Imagine if they had a bubble, right? Like I said, there's so many advantages to not only, you know, playing outside, but being that far apart on the field, a huge field, and you're mostly far apart from everybody. Look at, look at, look at the NBA. They have a bubble, but 
you know, it's different with their playing style. Like you're damn near bumping up against people, breathing in their face, sweating on each other. So it's like, it's way more dangerous for you to be playing an NBA game indoors. Now the NHL, they're a little different because, you know, they got all the gear on and you have your helmet and whatnot. So it's different, but you know, for, for the NBA, they should really be the ones who are kind of most at risk because they're the closest to each other. Exactly. Even, 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 uh, even UFC and fighters, you know, they're right up on each other, but you got fight Island, which is isolated and quarantined right. for NBA and NHL. You got the bubble, which is isolated and quarantined. So the only thing that the MLB hasn't done is being isolated and quarantined. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not hard to, to see what the right thing to do is. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I, I hope baseball doesn't end because, I mean, come on now. I, yeah. I, I think I can speak for all sports fans, right? I, yep. You see, I'm not saying MLB fans. I'm saying sports fans, you know. Yeah, sports. yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. happy. You know, everybody's happy we got sports back. <laughs> you you going to watch anything. You're going to watch yeah. anything. Man, oh, I'm you watching. got golfing on? I'm watching it. What's up? Man, I'm watching cricket, dog. I don't even care. Hey, come on now. Come on now. I think I tuned into Formula One just before I hopped on the call. So, exactly. we watching everything out here. We watching everything. Just put something on TV. <laughs> and somebody brought up a good point Um, when, when I was talking about this subject yesterday is that these players get paid for this, man. It's a reason that NBA players uh, agree to be in the bubble. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they, yeah. Know, they know they're away from their family. They know, but they want to play, right? And they know that yeah. they pay to play. So it's like, why, you know, what's so different about the MLB? Like, why couldn't yeah. they do that? You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure there's other resorts, there's other locations that don't have, that are shut down due to COVID that would have gladly agreed to house all of these players and they could just play the games and rotate them. You know what I mean? I mean, yep. maybe I don't know the full logistics of, of how, how it's set up, but it's one of those things. It begs the question, because now you're putting people at risk. So yeah. I'm just hoping we don't lose baseball, but, I mean, it's definitely up in the air right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, the only upside is that two teams have been hit. Yeah. So if you can get those teams to quarantine right now, you know, get tested, um, and hopefully they get over it. Yeah. You know, because some people, some people get over it without having to go to the hospital. So they're yeah. all relatively young and whatnot. So hopefully, if you can just sit down and quarantine and get over it, then the MLB should start looking at ways to really secure their players. Man, they have to. I mean, I you know, you talk about agreement um, to kind of pivot NCAA right now. Um, I've, I've seen a, a few players. I don't, I, you know, I don't have the exact team on hand right now, but I've seen a few players actually write a collective letter saying these are our demands if we want to play. And a lot of them are actually opting out, talking about, hey, man, you want us to play. But the NFL, there's a lot of players who are opting out of playing this season, exactly. and they have millions of dollars on the line. Exactly. And we're not making anything. So if they're willing to – you know, put, um, you know, if they're willing to forfeit a paycheck this season, then what message is that spending? Exactly. So there's a lot of college players like, hey, man, they're standing up to the NCAA and they're like, we're going to sit out too. It's funny that you mentioned that because I just saw that some, uh, actually some football players, you know, I don't know a specific team, but from the Pac-12, they just opted yeah. out today. That was that exactly was morning. And I mean, exactly to your point, if NFL players, if NBA players, if they're, if they're you know, 
if making that money, you know, they don't want to put themselves at risk, so they're opting out. These players aren't getting anything. And it's been a yeah. big debate in college sports for a long time because yep. most college basketball and college football make the most money, hands down. Yep. Um, they don't get paid anything to go out there and play. And you know the coaches, coaches get millions. Yeah, come on, bro. Come on. So, come on, bro. you know, at this point, it's like, how you expect me to go out there? Hey, man. You know, <laughs> I'm less protected than the guys in the majors. Yeah, exactly. At least, so, at least they can afford the uh, healthcare costs. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't yeah. anything. I'm just a student. So, I'm you know, is the NCAA gonna pay for my tests? Pay for my hospital bills if I, God forbid, come down with something? So, man, that would be a good episode. Get somebody from the NCAA on here to talk about. Hey, uh, man, we gonna start. We gonna start looking, man. <laughs> And if if any of you if any of you out there know somebody send them our way we're gonna talk to them we're gonna talk to them yeah that's a fact. which uh reminds me um i gotta i gotta reach out to our next guest um or one of our next guests i gotta reach out to him he's been uh waiting for me to schedule something on his calendar you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. um so you know just i just want to let y'all know out there that we always moving we got our next few few episodes locked down. So um, if, if you ever want us to talk to somebody, if you got any uh, ideas or any suggestions, reach out to us, man. We're easy to get in contact with, and we're down to talk to anybody. Yeah. Uh, where, where do you want to move next, politics or music? Uh, let's, 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 let's end it on music. Let's start with politics. Um, uh, All right, I like that. I, I think that, uh, I think that uh, we need to talk about... Uh, Man, rest in peace. Rest in peace, uh, John Lewis. Rest in peace, John Lewis. Rest in peace, John Lewis. Um, if you don't know John Lewis, uh, legendary congressman, voted, um, fought for the Voting Rights Act, which we're still fighting for today to, um, I guess, get a little bit more provisions. Obviously, we've had a Voting Rights Act, but... Um, as time goes on, you know, there's always something that can be amended or added. So, you know, people, people are fighting right now to, I guess, file a new version of that Voting Rights Act, call it the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Um, obviously, civil rights leader, he had his um, iconic for his march yeah. um, back in the day. So... You know this this whole past four years he he's been a he's been you know fighting the good fight um he's been an advocate for civil rights um, exactly representative down in Georgia, which we exactly. know uh, how, how progressive areas like Atlanta have become because of mm -hmm. such as John Lewis who he fought for equality for all too that's right yeah, keep going my bad my bad no 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 I mean that's a great point though like exactly he fought for equality for all it wasn't just black people I mean black people obviously he fought for, but he really fought for equality for all across the board. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I watched his funeral. Um, all the presidents had showed up and spoke minus Trump. <laughs> and that's why I brought up, you know, this past four years. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's why I brought up this past four years was kind of, um, you know, you kind of always saw John uh, on in the news fighting that good fight. You know, when um, when when uh, when we had what was it, the uh, Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh? When we had him 
looking to get into office and people brought up his uh, sexual misconduct in the past. Exactly. Um, you know, Lewis was sitting there giving, giving a speech telling people during that thing when, you know, like, you know, you had Demo- if you watched that, you had Democrats asking Kavanaugh questions. You had Republicans asking Kavanaugh questions. Obviously, Republicans were taking it easy on him because Kavanaugh's a Republican, too. They want him to, you know, take his seat, which he did. Um, but it was getting contentious there. You know, people were passionate. They were getting heated. They were getting loud. They were yelling. And John Lewis was actually at the end of the day, the loudest voice there, he had to remind people like, hey, this is a democracy. We're going to be civil and we're going to speak out. And, you know, we got to do the right thing here. Um, John Lewis was also there for um, Trump's other guy who went down. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these situations have happened when people had to testify in front of Congress. Um, I'm, you know, I'm drawing a blank right now on, the, on dude's name. He was one of uh, Trump's lawyers. Right. who had went to prison yeah. but you know while while he was on while he was testifying in front of congress on on what he was quote unquote covering up for trump and what he was doing and whatnot it was contentious again you know democrats and republicans fighting and here's john lewis you got to remember we're fighting for democracy yeah you know, he, he kind of made these people feel like children when he spoke. Yeah. He kind of made these people feel like, what are we doing out here? So, yeah. you know, his, his legacy lives on. Yeah, because good or bad, man, a lot of people try to make it about party lines. And, mm-hmm. it's, and mm-hmm. it's really not, right? It's about the best thing for the country. And exactly. What I really liked about John Lewis, just like you said, man, he always came. I, I won't say he didn't have his opinions about, about things because obviously he was he was a little bit more socially liberal, which everybody should be, right? Yeah. Equality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, this is a democracy, so everybody should have a voice and everybody should be heard. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, reminding people that when they come into these hearings and when they're making decisions uh, on policy and politics, man, they, need, they have to be um, thinking about what is best for America. Right. Yep. Not one yep. individual group. Not one. You know. I don't care what. Not your, their pockets. It's <laughs> not your politics. What's good yep. for America moving forward? And uh, exactly. And that's who John Lewis was, man. He was the he was the equalizer. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So, so I, I uh, man. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. And uh, you know, you know, what's funny is uh, I was just I was just finishing up writing a song earlier. Yeah. And I, I switched up a bar. I said I I said something like um I said something like I'm player and ref so I'm making the call um I want to win so just give me the ball John Lewis making good trouble they don't want me in they fucking bubble right. you know what I mean cuz cuz one cuz John he had left us with he had left us with a final act and he said he wanted it red right you know after he passed and he said keep making good trouble so, you know, his whole time as a civil rights activist, obviously people called it trouble. Exactly. You know, him protesting, him marching back in, back in the day. We can look back at it now and say, yeah, you are fighting for the right things. But just how people are protesting now, I'm not talking about rioting. I'm not talking about looting. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about people just speaking up. Exactly. When he was speaking up back then, it was kind of the same, the same uh, response. You see now, you know, 
like I said, I don't want to talk about the looting or the violence, but you see how some of these cops out there on the front lines of these protests are getting violent with protesters. We've seen videos of protesters not, you know, not looting, not rioting. They're not throwing anything at cops. They're still getting beat up. They're still, you know, becoming victims of um, brutality on camera. And what's different than civil rights leaders marching back in the day and getting dogs sicked on them exactly. or getting the hoses turned on them? Water hose. So, you know, when people, when you're speaking up for what you think is right, there's going to be somebody out there who's thinking you're making trouble. But yeah. like Lewis said, make good trouble. Make sure you continue to make good trouble. So it's one of those things, man. I like, I like that he left us with that. He was yeah. always ahead, man. <laughs> Don't demonize the movement, man. Embrace the change. Yes. Uh, hey, general generational wealth starts with me. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Come hear on, that. man. Come on, man. Now on the other, on the other, on the other side, on the other side of that coin, um, another black man has has uh, passed away. Another black man in politics has passed away. Uh, Herman um, Cain. Republican, Republican Herman Cain. Yeah. He was the CEO of Godfather's Pizza. Um, I think he had run for president, um, Republican in Congress. Um, I think the last time he was seen in public, he was at one of Trump's rallies wearing no mask. Um, he was the leader of Black Voices for Trump. Um, and he had recently passed away, I think, at the age of 74, due to COVID due right. to the coronavirus. So, you know, I didn't agree with his politics, but a man has died. Um, so it's still rest in peace. It's yeah. still rest in peace. And I, mean, I don't know if I can big him up, but it's still rest in peace. I mean, as a black man, being a CEO of a business like that, yeah, that's still, it's still something to, you know, be proud of. Exactly. I can't really, I can't really speak to his politics, but you know, he's still, he's still a black man. He's still passed, and it's still not something that, you know, because you know, there's people out there who are gonna, you know, use their party lines to be like, oh, oh well, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. You know, I, I didn't agree with him, but and nobody should ever sad to see somebody pass. Yeah, exactly. Herman Cain, an American executive, uh, out, uh -huh. out, out of Georgia again, out of a southern uh -huh. state, right? Um, Man, past the cause of death was ruled not cancer. It was ruled COVID nineteen, uh, and that was verified by by um, medical medical staff and authorities. Obviously, um, he was he was he was a black Republican in Georgia, and um, he supported Trump. Uh, he he, you know, wasn't an advocate of the mass and of a lot of these testings that they're doing to come up with it to come up with a uh, you know. Like, um, drug to 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 treat and help prevent COVID nineteen. So all I gotta say is this, man. Rest in peace to him. You know, you know, condolences to his family as well. Wear yeah. your mask. Wear your mask. Look, man. I hope. I hope, and I hope everybody else in Black Voices for Trump. I hope they're all right. You know, like I said, I'm gonna keep saying it. I don't agree with their views, but there was a lot more people at that rally other than him. Exactly. There's a lot of people sitting around him in that picture. Um, they were young, but I know, you know, he has a wife. He's got a family. So, um, you know, I pray for them that they didn't catch it, that they don't, you know, go, you know, through the same fate that he did. Um, and hopefully, 
they wear their masks. <laughs> Hopefully they wear their masks, you know? So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of other people in Congress who have come down with the virus and, you know, yeah. some of these Republicans, they've been against the mask. Some of them have been speaking up in favor of hydroxychloroquine, right. which Fauci, you know, let's bring it, let's bring up Fauci. He is, he's continued to say that is not a cure. That's not a vaccine. But, you know, Trump, he's, uh, he's kind of propped up this woman this doctor, this viral video that's been going around, he's propped her up and she's been saying hydroxychloroquine is this, it's that. Um, it is the cure. Why don't you just give them hydroxychloroquine? Now, some people have taken it and have their symptoms alleviated, I think. Don't, you know, I'm not an expert on that. But for the most part, a lot of people have taken it and have had more complications. So right. it's still not an end-all, be-all and Fauci, even though he's kind of been ousted from that inner ring of the White House, um, he's still out here fighting the good fight. You know, he's trying to let people know, like, don't put all your eggs in that basket. Don't just rush out here and buy up some hydroxychloroquine because, you know, and that's the crazy thing. I didn't even mention that that lady who is bigging it up, she uh, she was also talking about demon semen and... Uh, and 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 alien DNA. I mean, like, come on, fam. Like, how 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 could you listen to this? Like, this is ridiculous. Twenty twenty, we got a pandemic, and we got some witch doctor telling us about take this drug. Exactly. And, spe and speaking of Fauci, since you brought him up, um, he yeah. did, he did come on the record two days ago saying that uh, a COVID nineteen vaccine is likely by early twenty twenty one. He did say that. He said that on the record. Uh, yep. The White House was involved. All the press were, were there. And uh, so early 2021. So we're thinking February, March, um, get through the winter months. Uh, man, all I got to say to that is regardless of, 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 you know, all the propaganda and all the media, just protect yourself, man. Be you safe, man. Be safe. Please. I mean, regardless of what you think, yeah. why not be safe, man? What do you have to lose by throwing on a mask? Nothing. Nothing. Everybody got a mask on, so you're not going to look crazy. You're not going to look stupid. Like, put a mask on, dog. Shout out Future. Why not? Mask, yeah, mask, mask, mask on. on. <laughs> Why not wash your hands? Yeah. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen other people out here say, like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, some conspiracy theorists say, like, why hasn't the government um, told us about how to boost your immune system? Right. Look, man. Look, man, just like I told you with uh, Hamilton, like no one should have to tell you that these presidents had slaves. So why should anyone have to tell you about boosting your immune system? You should have been doing that since you were born. Exactly. At this grown age that we are, we should already know that being in the sun is good for you. We should already know that, you know, taking vitamins is good for you. Right. Since you're a kid, man, I, I mean, I don't know if everyone's the same, but did you just stop taking your Flintstones, <laughs> you know, the gummy vitamins? Keep taking your vitamins. Keep taking your fish oils. Keep taking, keep eating healthy. That's the thing. Like, exactly. you know, don't just wait until you're dying to eat healthy. Exactly. Like, why not eat a salad every now and then? And this is my answer to people who saying, are masks really effective? I'm just like, man, science, bro. I'm like, Come on now. Come on. 
time and time again showing that if you wear your mask, particles yeah. don't shoot out. And guess what? Yeah. Everybody's wearing their mask, particles can't shoot out. And then guess what? The virus can't spread. We don't be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the rest of the world. They're coming back to normal. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I know I know some people in Amsterdam talking about their their theaters are open. They went to go see a movie. So <laughs> come on now. They, yeah. eat, they eat popcorn and drinking drinks, and, and I, I can't even go into a grocery store and feel comfortable. I thank mean, you, so, thank you. Talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little stressful, people. It's a little stressful. Wash your hands, wear your mask, please. Just do 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 what you got to do, man. No one should tell you to eat healthy. <laughs> Don't eat McDonald's six times a week. Hey man, I know those Big Macs are good, but it's not good for you. You know what I mean? Every exactly. Day. Keep keep exercising. Keep you know taking your vitamins, and wear a mask. Do everything you can. Do everything you can. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. Protect the people. Yeah. Around. Be responsible. You shouldn't have to tell you about this. Social responsibility. Google. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, you know, we took it to the White House. We took it to the White House, and uh, the White House is uh, taking it to TikTok. They're, they're, I don't know if it's banned yet. I don't have TikTok on my phone because even before, even before all this banning talk, even before, I remember when it was still in its, you know, first few stages of, hype you know what i mean like when it was just being introduced i remember people talking about like hey um you know this app if you got it on your phone the privacy um policy or the privacy clause that you click okay it says that it can look through everything now there's a few other apps that say that there's a few apps that say that not you know all of our data is being sold we know this um but this was more invasive that's what they made it seem you know, I've, I've, I've seen things where people have reverse engineered and they're talking about like, it's just bad. You know, it was like, it was going into your text message. It was going into everything more so than any other app has said before. So, you know, it's not like any other app is perfect, but this was kind of wild. And, um, at that time early, and I mean early, like last year, like last year around Thanksgiving, I remember the, um, our military was like, you can't have it on your phone. The military had banned TikTok because they said it was a security risk. So I was like, you know what, bro? If if you can't have it on a military phone or if you're a government worker and you can't download TikTok on your phone, why am I downloading TikTok on my phone? Like, look, I like to watch the TikTok videos. I'll look at I'll look at some some compilations if they pop up on YouTube or or Instagram or something. And as an artist, TikTok was kind of running the game for a little bit. I mean, songs that would blow up on that platform would be radio hits. Hey, so, you know, to me... I got to say this. I got to say yeah. this. Because I know yeah. one person that's going to be upset about this is Meg Thee Stallion. Huh. Meg oh, yeah. Stallion. Because... She, she, yeah, that's been... She's been blowing up off that. Hey, she was Savage, really, classy, bougie, yeah. ratchet. <laughs> she was running TikTok for a while. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it was another platform for artists, like you said, to get their stuff out there. You got these kids dancing, yeah. they're making dances to it. You know, they're busting a little juicy yep. slide to, 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 to some Drake. And now, yeah. like, man, exactly exactly to your point, you said, if the military's not down a little, government officials can't have it, then why do I want to let them into my life, you know, into my privacy? Exactly, my exactly. Family? Like, I mean, I, I, yeah. can't, 
I can't say that's what we need to be concentrating on right now, but I get it. You know? Yeah. I get it. So. And like I said, I'm not mad at it, bro. I'm not mad at it. Like, I don't I don't see this as a partisan issue. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the White House, ah, oh, Trump. Right, right, right. Look, right. man. Look, Trump man. Busting the move on TikTok. Here. Look, man. Like, of all the things, of all the things that have gone on with Facebook over the years and how much information they have on us. Say it now. I mean, Twitter, all these, all these things that we're tapped into right now already take our data. Exactly. They already sell our data. Exactly. We've gotten to a point where we've had to fight like, hey, you know, like how many times have you just been talking about something and, and scrolled through up. Instagram and you see an ad pop up? <laughs> that shit's scary, bro. It's weird, man. So like, yeah. like, you know, like, for some company that's that's a uh, you know it's a foreign company, I know the U.S. and Chinese relations are not that great right now. Who knows what you're using our data for? You know, I, I'm just gonna be cautious. So, like I said, I'm an artist. I wish my music was on there. It might still be on there, but I don't want to download it on my phone and use that to start trying to promote my music. And it's like, what are you trading off? You know, what's the trade off? So. You know, who knows? You know, I guess I guess TikTok is now talking about they're going to have an American leg of the company and some things are going to change up. So. But at the end of the day, I mean, come on, man, we had Vine before. Why not just start Vine back up? It's, it's you know. Six second to 15 second to what? I guess you can have 45 second or a minute videos like, come on, fam. It's just everyone just does the same dance rules on TikTok. Like, I don't understand it. I guess I'm at that age where I don't understand it. Hey, so man. I sound like a boomer to these young kids, but... Hey, I see the same families, man. I Amen. See, I see families over and over busting the same, like, three little moves, and they're, like, standing in the... Gee. They're, like, they're, like standing... <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a real dance. It's like, what are you doing? Like, y'all sound crazy. Y'all are... <laughs> Hey, y'all hey, look crazy. You know, like <laughs> roll out. Like, y'all are not doing real dances, but you know, it is what it is. Like I'm sure something will come back. It's for the kids, man. I, I don't hate it. Um I'm just cautious of it. And like I said, man, if it goes away and if people are really upset, just bring Vine back. There's always gonna be some type of editing app where you can do something like that. I mean, you got Triller, you got a lot of things. Yeah. People will move on quick. I see a lot of people upset, but they'll move on. Hey, man, we're not going to fight about TikTok. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll be all right. All right. Last, last, last thing I had to speak about politics. Should we get into it? These uh, are yeah, yeah, new, new Epstein, the new Epstein uh, information. Yeah. A little, yeah. little conspiracy, a little you conspiracy. Know what? Let, let me put this out before you get into this. And um, yeah. I, I will say I have to commend everybody. And if you're not in tune with it, you should get in tune with it. Social media, the internet, um, all of these uh, human rights groups are now getting involved in it. Man, trafficking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw I saw that. I saw that. Um, I, I don't know if you're talking about the, well, obviously, but did you, did you see that tweet? Were you the one who retweeted it? Um. I saw I saw uh, Ease World. He had retweeted it, a uh, rapper that I follow. They said this is not a COVID map. It looked like a heat map, like one of those maps that is gonna, you know, it's gonna be like the red is like the hottest and the blue, and it had these little hot spots all over America talking about these are the hottest spots for 
trafficking. This is not a COVID map. These are the hottest spots for trafficking. You would see the East Coast in Florida, like on fire. Right. The the coast of California on fire. The middle of the, like Chicago on fire. St. Louis on fire. Middle of the U.S. was like blue, but it's, you know, the blue dots still mean that something's going on. So, yeah, man, I mean, it's opening up. So, I mean, I don't, there's not too much more information and, you know, we're not going to, delve into the conspiracy or whatnot, but they have his right-hand woman, uh, Ghislaine or Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, Miss Maxwell. Apparently, she's still alive. So... Hey, they haven't... I I don't want to say it. (laughs) They haven't taken her out yet. They haven't taken her out yet. Yeah. So, you know... They got her alive, so... um, I guess the, the main victim who's been speaking out, uh, Virginia Jeffrey or whatever. Right. She, she was, she was one of the main victims who was included in the Epstein doc on Netflix. Um, uh, but basically it's more of the same, you know, she was just confirming that she, uh, she was with, um, Prince Andrew. She was around, uh, Naomi Campbell at a party. I don't think anything happened with Naomi Campbell, but she was brought to a party that was thrown by Naomi. Um, She had confirmed that Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz, Trump's lawyer, one of Trump's lawyers who was, who was helping him on his impeachment case. Apparently she was forced to sleep with Dershowitz all over the U S and a few foreign countries and whatnot. So, you know, she implicated him. She said that Bill was on the island. Bill Clinton was on the island. So these are things that have already been out there, but she was just kind of confirming it. Yeah. Um, and then there was, you know, some, some other documents leaked that showed that the, uh, I think the CIA has known about Prince Andrew, at least since maybe like 2011 or something. So it's kind of like, are y'all playing a long game or have y'all just been trying to keep it on a hush because you think that it's just going to be such a, you know, a big, you know, big thing in the media. But, you know, regardless, like I said, I don't want to delve into the conspiracy. I just want to give people an update on where we're at with it. Um, She's still alive. The victim is confirming accounts that people have, you know, theorized over the past and with that, like you said, to bring it to a broader scale, this case is shedding light on trafficking in general. It's like an out of sight, out of mind type of thing. It's like, yeah, we, yeah. It's like, look, this really hasn't been brought into the limelight. There's really never been a light shined on it. And yeah. And, and obviously, due to some of the names that you said, I'm talking about high profile people, I'm talking mm-hmm. about important people, decision making people. Um, yeah. In this country and in other countries, uh, yeah. man, it's 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 ridiculous. It's scary, yeah. It's scary, and it's something that we are that's being brought to the attention of the public, and we cannot let this go. You know, it's it's something yeah. that's not out of sight and out of mind anymore. It's not something that, yeah. and I don't think this really happens. No, it really happens. You need to be yeah. attention. You need to know that this is a thing that is 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 
in the deep, dark closets of some of the most powerful people in our country and in the world. So like yeah. you said, we're not going to get political and we're not going to get all, all into it with the conspiracy theories, but um, just know that, you know, you need to do the information. Yeah. yeah. Do your research and, and, and be educated because this is a real, yeah. it's, it's, it's scary and it's nasty and it's despicable. I mean, bro, before, before we move on, I mean, one of the wildest things that was said was that, um, you know, the victim had confirmed that Epstein had told Maxwell not to recruit any black girls. Mm. So in a sense, racism worked out. You know what I mean? In, in that, in that, in that uh, regard, that was, that was a joke I lifted off Twitter. <laughs> but, but still, man, still, it was like, it's wild. I mean, like people, people have said that Epstein was kind of into like eugenics and stuff like that. So maybe he had a thing with this whole preference of white girls. And, and like I said, it's not something where it's like, oh man, well good. It's only white girls. Cause it's like, yo, trafficking happens to all, you know, people, you right. know, they girls, boys, all races. So trafficking is a big thing. But I guess when, when you're speaking about this big scary Illuminati type of overarching syndicate that's lifting up girls and then you as a black person is like well at least they ain't abusing any black women but still still they shouldn't be abusing anybody that was just an interesting tidbit that was an interesting tidbit and they've been trafficking and uh abusing uh African Americans for for 300 years within the talk life. about it well, talk I mean, about it i don't even want to hear that shit <laughs> talk about it <laughs> talk about it well, like i said this is a people thing it has nothing to do mm -hmm. with ethnicity we are it has nothing to do with us like i said i just lifted the joke off twitter it's not a joke it's not funny yeah, yeah, yeah. um it isn't an, it's an it's an interesting fact just because you know epstein has been said to be a proponent of eugenics which is kind of like uh ethnic engineering type of thing Jeez. you know um, one of those master race type of things uh, but, you know it's one of those things like look look what i told somebody yesterday when i heard about it is white on white crime yeah you know a lot of people like to use that black on black crime but come on now you got some of the most powerful white people who are trafficking white children you know what i mean and, and for for people for people to always use the black on black crime you know when they when they speak against us and for you know a lot of these leaders of industry and leaders of countries and whatnot for you as a white person to just put your all in and support these people and i'm talking in general i'm not i'm not talking like act, you know all white people do the same thing but i'm just saying like for some of these white people who use that black on black crime argument and will champion these people who are now in question, you know, like, look what they're doing to your children. You know, you gotta, you gotta think differently, you know, just because all skin folk ain't kin folk, just because they're your same color. It doesn't mean they have your best interest at heart. Tell them. There's some real evil forces out there. Exactly. So all people, all races need to start looking at, who is in power? How did they get power? Exactly. What are they doing when the lights are off? Man. Because it, it's not, <laughs> it's not good, man. It's a like, lot of, it's a lot of demons yeah. in the club, bro. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of kids being snatched up, and 
a lot of people who are in power, not only in politics, but in entertainment, in business, are implicated, will continue to be implicated. And, you know, I think that same thing that, you know, I was talking about with the trafficking map was showing that it's like a billion dollar business. Um, You know, before we get off of it, I don't even know if this has to do with Epstein, but there, there's something going on against Pornhub right now where some 15 year old girl was trafficked. And I guess somehow she was forced to like, you know, put up an account on Pornhub, like, like their model hub page, which is similar to OnlyFans. So, you know, they're creating their own content and putting it up there. And this 15 year old girl somehow got approved by Pornhub. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure maybe they use some fake credentials to say that she was 18 or something, but 48 videos, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's kind of wild because with all the original content going on online and whatnot in that industry and with all the trafficking going on, you know, it's like, who are you watching on the screen? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, you know, you can never tell. Is, is this person making this content because they want to? Or are they being forced to? So it goes, it goes way past the elite. You know, there's, there, there might be people who are on our level of society right. who are trafficking and forcing girls to go online. You know what I mean? So it's something that you got to watch out for. Like you said, I think it's something that everyone should open their eyes to. Absolutely. Be cognizant of if you see something, say something. Yeah. You know, save the children. Yeah, man. Protect us. Save save the women, you know. Protect yeah. protect your fellow fellow human beings. Exactly. Don't just turn a blind eye. Because things are happening out there. Yeah, yeah. But, and then you have, like I said, with social responsibility. Google. Yes, sir. You have a yes, social sir. responsibility. Yes, sir. Cod, Cod's gonna be on the right side. The Cod's gonna, Cod's gonna steer you in the right direction. So, right, tune in. You know, keep tuning in. Keep tuning in. But let's let's brighten things up. I like I like that we didn't end with politics because it's heavy out there right now. It's heavy. It's, it's heavy. heavy. Let's get into let's get into music and TV, man. Let's get into music and entertainment. Okay. Um, Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi and Future. They they dropped two records. They dropped two records. Um, Patek and Over My Head. What did you think? I think Patek. I think uh, is that named after the uh, watchmaker? The watch, yeah. yeah. Patek. <laughs> Patek Philippe. That's that. That's yeah. Um, I liked it. I like. Yeah. It. I like Future and uh, Uzi's collab. Um, if you guys haven't listened to it, go ahead and check it out. Um, uh-huh. Future is always you know entertaining and, and killing. And, and Uzi, to be honest with you, man, he's grown as an artist. Uh, oh, he's rapping. He's rapping, rapping. He's, he's rapping. Ain't <laughs> some, people, some people said there are some people out here, you know, yeah. who would say he was a part of the mumble rap group. True, true. Some people out here. But you can, you can, you can hear him audibly now. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd say in 2020, he is audible and he is rapping. He's rapping. Because, like, bro... Like both of them together, man, and I, I really like how they structure these records because they're going back and forth. You know, back in the day, Styles P and uh, Sheik Lounge, or even Styles and Jada. You know, when when they would rap as the locks, or when they would rap just as a duo, 
they would go back and forth, you know, like yeah. two or three bars or two to four bars for this person, two to four bars for this person. Yeah. Let's go back to another duo. Um, Man, we talk about Quan and Ghostface. They used to do the same thing. You know, a few bars here. This person jumps in with a few bars. Yeah, I mean, Mob, Run DMC. Mob Deep. Mob Deep. Like all, like I really like, I really like when a rapper can tap in and not just be like, look, I'm writing my own verse, but it takes a little bit more collaboration and skill to say, all right, this is the flow we're going to use. I'm going to rap two to four bars. You're going to rap two to four bars. Like we're going to bounce off each other and keep going back and forth. And that's what Future and Uzi did. So, you know, for people who call them mumble rap, sure. But, you know, nowadays you can hear everything they're saying. They're not slurring. They're hey. rapping, rapping, so. Hey, shout out to Baby Pluto. As a, as hey, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Pluto and Baby Pluto, man. <laughs> and, and uh, hey, these, Uzi, Uzi, these. He up yeah. this game, man. He up this game. Yeah, he did, he did, he did. I'm going to be one of those guys to, to admit to admit that uh, me listening to him now, I like him a lot more now than I liked him before. I liked him before yeah. because it was catchy. He jumped on the track. Yeah. He goes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he, he was doing his thing, you know, because it was catchy. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. it's, like, it's like, man, Uzi has something to say. He he he, he grew as a yeah. guy. He grew yeah, as yeah, guy. yeah. So I, I, mean, and, I respect and. that a lot. And like for me, man, like when I was when I was a little younger, you know, I used to like. And you talking about duos? I used to like AZ. I used to like Nas. Come and on like, now, like, come on now. They were on a couple tracks together, just like you said. Yeah, the, the, you know, yeah, the back and forth. Yeah, the flow of energy. So it's like, man, me, me to hear uh, Future or excuse me, Pluto. Baby yeah, baby. yeah, 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 yeah. The I, the new guys still keeping up that that like OG energy. Exactly. You know, it, it's not it's not so removed. I know a lot of people, like you said, like to say, "Oh, this is mumble rap. It's this, it's that." But you know, it's just the evolution, man. Where do you think they even got these ideas from to write a song in that fashion? Yeah. So that's the only thing. That, the only thing that's constant is change, man. And yeah. You got to give these these guys a, a chance to adapt and really find themselves. I mean, you know. And, you know, the wild thing, the wild thing about Uzi, like you said, you know, he was releasing music and obviously he, he caught that big hit with um, uh, All My Friends Are Dead or XO Tour Life. Yeah, yeah. He caught that big hit. And since then, he's been trying to release new music. And his label, Generation Now, had had him in, you know, contractual disputes. So he was blocked from releasing music for a long, long time. Now, you know, late last year, he was trying. He was putting out a few records here and there. And it would always be like, oh, this record got taken off the Internet. This record got taken off the Internet. I know he put out Free Uzi. And Free Uzi... He was rapping, rapping. You know what I mean? So when he really came back, like you said, I think he had something to prove. Like, hey, man, y'all are blocking me because you think I'm not making another hit, which a lot of people, a lot of people have theorized, like, they really wanted him to record that next EXO tour life. You got to get another hit just as big as this. But for him, it's like, yo, I'm just just making records, man. Whichever one pops, it's going to pop. Hey, man, I gotta bring something up because you said yeah. this is gonna be yeah. awful. It's gonna be awful, Uzi, Uzi in future, but it's still in the, yeah. in the music. All right. Go ahead. You know, uh, so I was listening to a, uh, and I'm not gonna say their names, but mm-hmm. I, was, I was listening to some guy. Well, one of them was Fat Joe. You know, Fat Joe has his own little IG. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, cool. So, so, so they were talking, and then, and then I was watching another one, and the thing that 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 was consistent was they bought up, they bought up rappers and labels now, right? Yeah. 
Man, I've heard, right? I've heard listening to these people that, man, rappers don't need labels. They, say they, they don't. They don't anymore. They say with social media, with all yep. the platforms, um, with the way YouTube works, like rappers don't direct need to consumer. And then, and then they went ahead to target one specific rapper. They said if this rapper goes, Drake, they said if this I rapper, know. They said if this rapper goes independent, record labels yeah. are done. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself like, man, because I know it's hot. You know, he just dropped he just dropped uh, two new songs with DJ Khaled, right? Grease, yep. and pop star, pop which, star, yeah. which are both hot. Pop star took me, you know, a couple of listens, a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, All right, yeah. This, this is hot. This is hot. I was like, but I was like, man, but it's a fact that anything Drake touches goes, right? Oh, it's like gold, man. Midas touch, man. It goes. So. So my question is this: Does Drake have that much sway? You as an artist, I, I want to know: Does Drake Look, have that much power that if he goes in, hey, he could change the whole game? I I don't know if it's gonna topple, man, because you still got people like Taylor Swift who are gonna be in the game. So you know, as far as rap music, I think him leaving can start a trend. Um, he really is one of the guys who really does it all, man. Because like, like labels say, a lot of their money comes from you know one legacy acts so they're still making money off of prince off of bob marley off of michael jackson elvis you know yeah like you know the music industry that's really their bread and butter making money off of music that has been proven that people who are being born are going to be told you know people who are who are being born Somehow they're going to be told like, yo, the Beatles were the greatest band. You got to listen to them to know music. So someone's always going to go back and listen to the biggest records in time. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things where that's who is the foundation of the music industry. Now, two, the big artists today are who really keeps the lights on. So when Drake goes out there and he's selling a million in a week, when Taylor Swift is selling a million in a week, when The Weeknd is doing it, when Kanye is doing it, J. Cole, Kendrick, when the big artists of today are doing it, that's who the labels are using. The, the labels are using the profits from those artists to reinvest into new artists. Because 90% of new artists fail. Thanks. So when somebody pops, it's like, yeah, they're making their bread, but they're still not making as much bread as they can. You know what I mean? If, if Drake was by himself and he didn't need to, you know, push a T, look, look, man, let's go back to push in Exodus in his diss against Wayne and, and uh, Drake years back, you know, more so against Wayne. But he said, you signed a one nigga that signed to another nigga that signed to another nigga. Now that's bad luck. So it's really, really um, lucky for Drake. And at this point, you can't call it luck because he's got his formula and he works with it. And like he said, he's a pop star. So at this point, it's not luck. But it's one of those things where he's in a situation where that division of money is not really going to hurt him. Exactly. So not only is his money getting divided up by labels, but he's still, even though he's not signed to cash money anymore, I don't think he's on cash money. It's like a family thing. So he's still giving some money to Birdman and cash money. 
you know, he's got Jay Prince and, and some other guys backing him up. So they're getting money too. There's a lot of people that Drake is sustaining out here. So before he gets money, it's a whole lot of people in line getting money before Drake. And like I said, he's at that point where it's, it's not really phasing him. But imagine if he didn't have to pay so many people, if he cut out a few middlemen. And that's now you go, you go from this level, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. going all the way up. Yeah. So if Drake leaves and he's independent like they're saying – and he shows other rappers, this is the way to make money. This is the way to do this. This is the way to do that. Who's going to continue signing to these labels? Rap-wise, rap-wise. You know, just because he leaves, it doesn't mean that Taylor Swift is going to leave or other genres of people are going to leave. Yeah. But if he leaves, come on, man. Like, I can see. I can, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. And over the years, people have been, you know, going the independent route more more than not you know people who sign nowadays you gotta you gotta look at them and be like i i hope you had a good reason for signing right because even before drake being brought up it's like look man you don't gotta sign anymore i mean another guy in our list migos they got contractual problems with qc yeah exactly the house that they built um apparently their lawyer was the same lawyer for the label so a lot of their dealings, the, the lawyer is just working in the best interest of the label. And they're getting gypped out of money. I mean, we were speaking about Uzi earlier, and he was in contractual disputes. And even, even, even though he put out two albums earlier this year, um, which I guess after a while they let him put out, look, he's ready to put out something with, with uh, Future. And I think he was supposed to drop a full project, and it didn't drop. And since they already had put out some type of, I'm just, I'm just speculating, but after they already put out like a promo video and whatnot, it's more, it's, it's not just Uzi, you know, you got future in there too. So I'm sure future's reaching out like, yo, what's going on? You know, we already promoted this. We already told people it was coming. So I guess with future's influence, it's like, all right, you know, drop these two tracks. Supposed to be an album, but it's dropped these two tracks. So you got a heavyweight like Uzi being held back by contractual obligations. You got people like Migos, for them to release an album called Culture. And let's just be real, man. Everybody has been using the Migos format of, you know, from their flow to their beats. The ha da 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 Yeah, You know, they didn't, they didn't really invent that. You can trace it back. But for modern times, yeah, they reintroduced that style. And they really patented that style and made it their own. So for, for these people to really run the culture like that, build up QC, like they were the main artists on there. I mean, that label has Yachty. They have Little Baby now. They have, I think, Cardi. Yeah. City Girls. They're one of the biggest labels in hip-hop. Yeah, City Girls too. You know, QC's one of the biggest labels in hip-hop, if not like the most powerful right now. They're not even showing Migos respect. You would think that they're family at this point. Like, hey, man, like, this is what's going on. Let's yeah, get taken care let's of. Let's work it out. Yeah, exactly. But they're going through problems, too. So, right. you know, it, it all goes back to contracts, man. And if, if Drake really does his thing and people start seeing the light and, you know, it might be a tougher grind, but let me really utilize all these platforms. It's free to upload on YouTube. It doesn't take much to send your music to Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal, why not? 
Because I mean, and it's funny that you say you say that because, right? I'm thinking like Drake dropping a YouTube video for a new single on his upcoming album. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. No there's no difference from him doing that independently than the label doing that for him. You see what I'm saying? Exactly, like, exactly. Like, but somebody at the label is going to get paid to upload that. He yeah. can upload that himself. He can do that himself. <laughs> he can do that himself. Yeah. And you know what? Or he could pay his boy to do it and feel a little bit better about it. Instead of, instead of paying you know, one person at the label who in turn, you're going to have to pay maybe five people because it's not just the one person. You're going to have to pay for their manager and the person above them and just pay your boy. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, and the one thing that seems con uh, consistent across all of those stories, the Migos stories, the little Uzi Bird stories, and even the question I asked you about Drake is, is, is contracts. It's yeah. like, man, you, it, is there a system of educating rappers and artists before they sign these contracts? And that has been going on for years, man. Like, seems to be the problem that I see. It's like before yeah. you sign that contract, and I get it though, I get it though, right? A lot of these guys are coming from the hood or coming mm -hmm. from other situations where, you know, they don't, you know, they're just trying to make it, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Somebody puts a contract in front of them. Like, and look, a lot, of, a lot of young kids, you know, the, the music industry, like, yeah. I guess youth is marketable, but the music industry will target kids because they don't know any better. Exactly. Not only are they hungry, but they want that fame. Yeah. They want that money right now, so they're going to sign quick. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of times we talk about the hood, but look, like, a lot of that contract, a lot of that language they use is intentionally misleading. It is. Like, you got to get a lawyer. You have to. And then... You could be like Migos and get a lawyer, and somehow that lawyer is the same lawyer for your label. So it's like you gotta you gotta really be careful out here, man. Because like, look, man, I saw I saw an R and B group from a while ago, like B Five, like a kids group. They started talking about like, yo, we wanted to do this, this, and that, and we couldn't because of X, Y, and Z. And I didn't read my contract, and we didn't make a dime off of any of our recorded music, just merch and, and live shows. And I'm like, yo, we've heard this. Time and time again. I mean, TLC. You remember TLC sold how many millions of records and they got like, what, a Honda or something in return? Like, before TLC, you can go back to... What was the, what was the movie that Beyonce was in? Something Records? Um, whatever it was, it was kind of like a Motown type of, type of rec recording house. But they were, you know jipping artists too so it's kind of like the way the way of the music industry is not in favor of artists so even the smartest person can get blindsided by a contract because it's intentionally written that way i mean there's a dream Kanye west no, cadillac records cadillac records cadillac, cadillac records yeah. cadillac they were <laughs> shitting on artists you know what i mean so Way back in the day till now, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. So if, if Drake wants to dip, man, I support him. Let him dip. Um, I mean, let's let's get into the, uh, another topic. Logic, he dipped. Yeah, he he retired. <laughs> I don't know if it has to do with any contracts, but, I mean, he says, he says he's, he's, he's happy. He's got a kid. He wants to focus on being a father. He's a family man now. So he's retiring because of that but you never know man he could have got out 
at the right time, like, look, man, if I like, he could have, he could have been one of those guys like, Hey, I fulfilled my contract. I've seen how y'all do artists and I did it for the love and I didn't really make what I was supposed to. And that's why I'm not reading up because a lot of people will fulfill their contracts and immediately resign again. Like, all right, I'm doing good. Let's get right back into it. Right. He's going, he's leaving as long to Twitch. He's leaving as logic. He's going to return as the artist formerly known. You know what I mean? Something like that. Something like that. I know. I know he's going to drop some new music soon. Yeah. But he went to Greener Pastures, man. He's he's now you know he signed a million or a seven figure deal with uh, Twitch. He's going to start gaming. Yeah, yeah. Powerful. Powerful. Logic. Yeah. Shout out to Logic. If you don't if you don't want Twitch all in your videos, come to Hairbrain. Come to Hairbrain. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's 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 funny, man. Somebody who was proven to sell records and he was profitable and all that. Yeah, he's dipping. You know what I mean. So nobody's safe in this industry, man. Like, protect yourself. That's protect right. yourself. That's a fact. Yeah, financial literacy, man. I think that's important for a lot of these. Generational guys. wealth starts yeah. with me. Uh, <laughs> hey, educate yourself. Do it. Do it. And wear now, your mask. And wear your mask. Wear your fucking mask. <laughs> hey, now one of these guys who broke out of a contractual obligation and went on to greener pastures, two chains. That's right. He's he's now independent, and uh, I think before then he um, or he might still be on Def Jam, but I'm pretty sure his last album was. They they might do be doing a distribution for him. I think I think true he, true, I think but. You know, his his big dispute before he became 2 Chains, he had some contractual disputes with Ludacris. Yeah, Titty Boy. So, he, yeah, he, he already went through the ringer. But, you know, I'm not bringing him up to continue the contract talks. I'm bringing him up because him and Rick Ross are the newest guys in line to compete um, in the versus. during a versus battle, in a versus battle. So, yeah, Timberland and Swiss Beats reached out. The two right. chains with Rick Ross, uh, sometime this week, to you know, battle their catalogs. And if you guys, I got I got Rick Ross winning. And, I got Ross. And you know, just to digress a little bit, if you guys haven't checked it out, the last uh, big versus battle, which had over three million streams, over four, three yes, or four sir. million streams. Was, These things uh, do well. Yeah, they were. It was DMX versus Snoop Dogg, and it was amazing. You know, Hard. I watched Raw. it. And man, they—they, they, I mean, the nostalgia, the way that they killed it. They were having fun. I mean, it was. Yeah, a, Max looked healthy. Hey, hey, hey! He was—he was grooving, and you know what I mean. He hey, was, he was dancing the Snoop song, so it was—it was. Hey, he got—he got—he got a little weight on him. Hey, you know, so that was good. I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see it. Snoop, man. Snoop was looking, you know, as rich as ever, as the legend he is. <laughs> you know. So Snoop was out there bopping and weaving. That one, that one to me, the Snoop, Snoop versus DMX was less of a battle and more of a celebration. Exactly. I know a lot of people like to say that because, you know, it's these artists and artists got egos, so it's going to be a celebration. But, you know, when you watch, when I, when you watch, say, Fab and Jadakiss, they're friends, right? Yeah. But look, bro, when you when, if you watched that, there was a clear winner, and Jadakiss really was like bringing it to him. Jadakiss was bring, and you know a lot of that has to do with the DJ too. But some of Fab's songs were just not standing up to what Jada was bringing him, right. and it was wild because Fab is that chart topping rapper, you know. So 
you would have thought like, oh, he's going to have hit after hit after hit. Yeah. And I guess his DJ saved it for the end. So his DJ kind of messed him up at that point. But just like a fight, you know, Jadakiss stuck to his skills, which is bars. And he was oh. just bringing out bars and the energy just kept raising. And, you know, for that one, it was like, oh, there's a clear winner. But yeah. for Snoop and DMX, look, man, it just seemed like a celebration. It didn't seem like a battle. It didn't seem like this and that. It just seemed like, you know, Snoop was like, come on, dog, get up, rap. Snoop was rapping some of DMX's tracks. DMX was rapping Snoop's tracks. They were each other's hype, man. It was a great, great thing to see, man. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. just our elder statesmen in hip-hop still being around, still being healthy. Exactly. And That I mean was dope. And Rick Ross and Two Chains. I mean, how many hits oh, have hard. both of them? I mean, it's gonna hard. be hard. Man, it's gonna be nice. I, I feel like you know the, Ross is gonna bring it. Two Chains always bring yeah. energy. Um, like 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 we said previously, if you haven't checked out any of these versus battles, hey, tune in. It's a must. It's a tune must. Tune in. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm the craziest thing is when you look at it. Two Chains got songs with Kanye. Absolutely. You know, he got birthday song. He got mercy. Yep. Uh, he got a few others. Rick Ross has songs with Kanye. Two Chains got songs with Drake. Rick Ross got songs with Drake. Yeah, yeah. Ross got some songs with Hove. And I'm talking about their features. They got their solo track record. Their catalogs are immense. That's crazy. So it's gonna it's gonna be a decent battle, man. Because. Cause I think right now I don't know if they're they're the closest right now to like the 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 newer generation because you know Fab and Jadakiss they're still producing music today but they their heyday was what early two thousand you know early two thousands or whatnot exactly. so Two Chains and Rick Ross their heyday was literally like twenty tens like yeah. just recent yeah and recent you know Snoop and Snoop and DMX were you know, 90s, early 2000s. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of these guys were like older guys that have been battling so far. Um, yeah. The yeah, the reggae boy. battles, the R and B battles, and Ross and Two Chainz seem to be the most recent artists that they've yeah. reached out to so far. So, and to be yeah. honest, to, to both of their credit, I mean, they embraced they embraced the trap movement. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When Chicago, when Chicago. When Chicago Drill popped up, when, when Trap popped up, you know, from the South and from the East, um, man, they embraced it. They jumped right in it. I mean, yeah. Ross got some tracks, you know. Uh, shoot, and Change definitely got some tracks. I mean, he had some recent tracks with YG and uh, Quavo, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, Ross, you know what I mean? I think I'm Big Meats. Come on. Larry Hoover. You heard me? Whip and work. <laughs> you know what I'm Hallelujah. Come on, man. So so both of these, like like this versus man is going to be huge just because of that. Hard. They, they, they have a little bit more of a reach into the to the recent, you know what I mean? This, yeah, the younger generation. generation artists, yeah. You know, this generation of artists. So, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it, bro. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I got I got Ross winning. It's, it's, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, man. Because cause to me, like, 2 Chains is dope, man. He's got a classic mixtape. Uh, he might have, like, you know, one or two classic mixtapes. He's got, um, you know, really good albums. But I think, I think a lot of 2 Chains' strengths come from his features. Now, for Ross, Ross has got, like, two or three classic mixtapes 
He's got more albums than Two Chains, just solo albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got more albums than Two Chains, um, and he's got some pretty classic features. I mean, Hove, him and Jay Z have tracks. Like I said, him and Drake got a lot of tracks. Him and Kanye got some tracks. Rick Ross's ear for beats is crazy. Yeah, um, I think he's gonna win. Like I said, I don't know if it's gonna be a blowout. It's not just gonna be like Ross is just gonna hit him over the head, but. Right. I think Ross is gonna edge out and be the winner. He's gonna, he's just gonna squeeze out and be the winner. So that's my prediction. That's my all prediction. Right, right. Ryan got Ross. Ryan got. Ross. <laughs> I'm, a, I, you know, I'm gonna play devil's advocate, man. I'm gonna take two chains. I'm gonna take Titty Boy, man. I'm gonna take Titty. All right, so, all right. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. We, we'll, we'll get. Right, we gonna report back. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, I don't know if you I don't know if you uh pay attention to this. Do you know who Vado is? Vado? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Did you see the clip that was circulating? I did not. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right. Yeah. So um you know, I'm pretty sure I know it's on Wii TV, but I'm pretty sure um Vado and Tahiri. Now, if you don't know Tahiri, that was you know, Joe Budden's girl from uh, from Love and Hip Hop. So it's another reality show. But, you know, she's going out with Vado right now. And I'm pretty sure the show is called Marriage Boot Camp. Um, but a clip circulated, a clip circulated of, of their upcoming episode where Vado, you know, they're sitting doing one of these like confessional things where all the couples are sitting in a room and they're talking about stuff. Uh-oh. And I guess the the story, yeah, I guess the story was earlier in the in the day they were in some type of argument. I think they were both drunk. I didn't see this on camera, but this is what Vado was saying that to hear he was throwing like fruit or oranges at him and stuff like that talking down on him you know i guess women you know they could be verbally abusive too so he was he was taking all this and like i said there's no excuse but this is what vado's story of the accounts that led up to the clip that i'm about to explain so apparently he was taking heat they've they've been in arguments for a while but when they were sitting in this big room with everybody else on the show she started saying something and he said, yo, 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 I can't believe you. And he stood up and started, you know, choking her damn near. Wow. Now the camera didn't show that he actually choked, but he definitely put his hands like he stands up and he puts his hands right to her neck. But the way the camera angle is, his back is like, you know what I mean? He stands up and he's, you know, going down on the couch at her. And his back is to the camera, so you can't really see if his arms are really around her. It's one of those things where everyone in the room is like, the wild thing about the video to me is none of the men got up to do anything. Exactly. Everyone's just sitting there looking at it. So I'm like, what's going on here? And let's be clear. Let's be clear. The COD does not support (laughs) any type of emotional. Not at all. physical. Physical. Uh, verbal, we verbal. No, no assault, no abuse over yeah. here. Zero. So this is yeah. This is why I'm speaking out against it. Like I said, I was surprised that none of the men did anything about it. That's crazy. I was like, what's going on with y'all? Right. You in a room with a whole like, come on, fam, come on, yeah. fam. But you know, second, it was like, what's going on with you? You know, it, it like 
it's not right in any circumstance, but like there's cameras on you. You got to be a bold dude, man. You got to be a bold dude to stand up and do that. And it's like, you know, what what's going on with you? Now, somebody did jump in from production. They did jump in and pull him away. So it wasn't like he was really, yeah, he didn't get anything off on her for a long time. It was like, it was fast, you know, it was like a few seconds and, but to me, it was like, dog, there's people sitting right next to him. They should have stood up and done something. Don't wait for production. Hey, the, on, the only real man or woman in the room, the production. Come on. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shout out. Shout and out then the worst him. thing the worst thing about Vado is, like, that clip had dropped, right? right? And that's the only thing we saw. So he gets on Instagram, and he says, sorry. And then he, he tells the story of, you know, she was saying this to me and that to me earlier. And he said, it's not an excuse. It was a sucker move. And then he, he ends it with hashtag us too. Hashtag All right. Us too. Us too. You know, like it's a, it's a flip on the me too. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to say like men get it too, like, or men get abused too. But like, dog, there's no excuse. You know, if she's doing that to you, if she's throwing oranges at you, maybe go tell production or something. Maybe they can remove her and, you know, have her sober up. And, you know, if she's speaking to you reckless later, get up and leave, man. Get up and leave. You don't have to stick around there. Like, you you ain't got to put your hands on her. You know what I mean? Because even when I was watching it, I was like, dog, is this real? I'm like, is this really real or is this for the show? Really happening in real time? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, or is this for the show? But regardless, man, like, Nah, Vado. Hashtag, hashtag us too. I'm throwing the flag. You on gotta that. get out of here. You gotta get out of here. Throw the flag. Throw the flag. Get out of here, dog. Hey, we br- we bringing that out in, in the cod, man. We throwing the fl- we throwing flags. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. I don't support that at all. I don't know. You know. Yeah. He, he, yeah. And that's amazing. I, I I didn't see that video, and if you guys haven't seen that video, go ahead and check it out. You know, comment to us, add us on on Twitter. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think, man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean, uh, ultimately, like I said, the car we don't support that type of behavior, but it's interesting nah. to see it, to see people on that level of entertainment, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that still happening. It's like you should know better, especially. Come on, man. I, I'm not gonna say especially on camera, but but definitely, like, like on. I said, like I said, it shouldn't happen. But like, what are you doing? You gotta be a different dude. You gotta be a different dude to be that bold. Right. Yeah. Nah, it ain't nothing to be said there. Us too. Flag. Now, now there was there was another fight. There was another fight in the music world. Right. It didn't come. It didn't come to blows. It didn't come to blows. But you know, like the NASCAR drivers, huh? It didn't come. To blows like that, huh? It ain't. It ain't come to blows like that. But your man, your man's Yeezy. He was seeing. He 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 uh he was back in Kim's presence. You know, apparently he 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 hasn't been talking to her, or he he's been avoiding her since his uh, rally where right. he was crying out there. Um, but they were seen together. Apparently, they were at some Wendy's drive-through. Now, to me, I kind of the pictures show that they were having an argument. You know, Kim's crying. He looks like he's arguing. To me, I'm like, look at these guys. You telling me Kardashian and the Wests? are driving themselves. They don't have a driver and the car that they're driving in has no tents. This is the family that said that they, that is reported that they call paparazzi to let them know where they're at. 
right. in one of these pictures, Kim is staring directly at the camera. At this point with this family, I don't want to downplay anything that they're going through. I hope they, you know, they save their marriage. I hope hey, Kanye like gets the help. I hope Kanye gets the help like he needs. But come on, G. I'm looking right through this. This is a play. This is a ploy. Okay. okay. You're not telling me that you're in a car with no tents being Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. At the Wendy's drive through Yeah. You can, you can drive yourself. You know, celebrities can do what they want. But it's like... No tits? And then somehow a, a paparazzi is just going to be camped out at the 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 drive-thru? Like, it's not a lot to go, it's not a lot to really expand on this situation. It's just an update for the people to let Kanye, let you know where Kanye is at. Come on. But, you know. Hey, man. I, if you, if you want to still vote for Yeezy, man, I guess. But I'm I'm seeing through it. I'm calling BS. I'm calling BS. I got it's, it's, it's performative. Let me comment on this, man. Hey, yeah. So so first thing I want to know is, uh, let's see if we can get a date. When is Kanye's uh, album drop? Hold on. Hey, man, it was supposed to drop, like, I think, like, two weeks ago. So he – like, and, and that's another thing. That's another thing, right? He's had – now, Dave Chappelle went to go visit him. And in that video, he keeps saying, yo, Dave, tell a joke, tell a joke. So for me, that kind of looks like, and, you know, people have said that uh, Kanye visited Dave in Africa when Dave was going through his ordeal. Right. So it's one of those things where, like, okay, I can believe it. I can believe it. Um, Kanye is Dave's friend. Dave wants to reach out. And then even in that video, it looked like when he kept saying, yo, tell us a joke. And Dave was like, what do you, you know, I'm just here. I believed it. I believe that he really did go down there to check on Kanye. But since then, I've seen Justin Bieber and his wife show up. Right. You know, um, Dame Dash. Now, Dame and Kanye are different. They're like really family. So I can't say anything against Dame. But I've seen, you know, like I said, Bieber and his wife and, and, uh, Akon's met brother, I think Boo, was there. And then you had, what's his name, Just Fly In the other day. I think Little Baby flew in because, you know, Kanye tweeted about Little Baby's my favorite artist and, I you know, I haven't got a verse. So Baby flew in. And, you know, the other day Rick Rubin had flown in. I don't know, it's a lot of photo ops to me, man. Like, all your famous friends are coming through to... Get it on camera. We check it out. Yay. You know, but then again, you have little baby fly in to record a verse, and then you have Rick Rubin fly in. Like, you just finishing the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's album promo. To, to album me, promo. man, I, you know what this sounds like, bro? Honestly. And, I, and I'm not saying it is or it isn't, because you know what? I mm -hmm. love Kanye, man. I love the old Kanye. Yes, sir. You know I mean? So, I mean, Straight I, from the go, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm about that, right? And I'm gonna yeah. also say that. Remember, push the yeah. push T's album drop. Mm -hmm. He flew people in too. He did. People came through. Drake came through. All all of yep. a it's a big thing, right? Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's, it's we've I'm seen not, this cycle before. I'm not saying it's it's the same thing. I'm not saying this is this angle, but I will say this is a little fishy. Somebody got some explaining to do. Look, man, he's he's one of those guys who's smart enough to like. Look, he probably does have problems. Yeah, I guess at this point he definitely has problems. Exactly. But he's smart enough where he can probably realize it, 
and then kind of use it as a marketing tool. And especially him having Kim in his corner, like Kim is the yeah. queen of, you know. Yeah, the family, the family runs media. They know what they're doing. The queen, she's the queen of, 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 well, Chris is the queen of fanning the fire. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, <laughs> the name drop, but let, let me be, let me fix my tie. Let me be political. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Chris. Come on. Yeah. Uh, fan the paparazzi fires. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just hope that, uh, I hope that if his, because there's a lot of people out here with that condition, right, Who's bi- who, who are bipolar. And yeah. I hope that it's genuine and he's genuinely getting help. And I, and I, and, you know, I pray for kind yeah. of So I hope that they're doing well. But mm-hmm. I hope that they're not using it to leverage more support and more, you know, Exactly. We know, like, and that's the thing. I think I was, if I wasn't telling you, I was telling somebody else the other day, at this point, the family is kind of like the boy who cried wolf. You know what I mean? How many times have we seen things play out and then it turns into a storyline? You know, I don't know. I don't know if they're currently, if they're still shooting their show nowadays, but there's been so much controversy and there's been so much stories that have broken out over the years i mean their whole their whole career is stories you know playing out in the media it's always some controversy it's always some scandal and they know how to spin it they know how to use it for ratings like before when their show was really popping off and something would happen okay I'm gonna watch this when the show comes on. I'm gonna see how they do this when the show comes on. So, you know, not saying that they never go through things, but they definitely know how to monetize the things that they go through. Absolutely. And that's so a- sometimes when you monetize things, I'm pretty sure there's a tendency to overblow them as well. It's a so, gift. It's a gift and a curse, just like you said. It's it's a gift and 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 in a sense that they're, like you said, they're monetizing it and they're getting media coverage, but it's a curse because like you said, they're like the family who call wolf. It's like, yeah. How do you believe them? Like yeah. when something really real happens, it's like, wait, so is this for the show or is this yeah, exactly. real for real? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to them, man. Like I said, I hope Yeezy's doing all right. And, 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 and yeah. honestly, at this point here, that CD better be fired. I'm just going to say Hard. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say and, it. And look, man, when, when Ruben showed up, look, last, last time Rick Ruben had showed up, he had told him to take a whole bunch of stuff off of Yeezus. So a lot of people are like, hey, man, like, because Yeezus is not a lot of people's favorite album. Exactly. Some people call it a classic. Some people are still put off by it. But it's one of those things where Ruben came in the studio and started saying, oh, minimalism, minimalism, take this instrument out, take this out. So he really made the beat like bare bones on a lot of those Yeezus tracks. Yeah. And a lot of people think like, you know, do you want Yeezus too? You know, like that album was cool maybe for once, but like, Let's let's get back to Kanye. I don't know if we need Rick Rubin's input right now. Like, keep him away from this album. That's what I'm hearing some people say. Straight from the go, Kanye. <laughs> all right, all right. I got I got one more thing to talk about concerning entertainment. Let's go. Uh, black shows on Netflix. All right. A lot of black shows have been uh, approved, and you know the license has been approved to 
you know, get them to be played on Netflix. And I think the first one that is available now is, uh, yeah, Sister Sister, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But the one, the one that I think is available right now is Moesha. I think that is live right now. And I'm gonna jump into that because I just finished New Girl. Yeah. And I, and I need, hey. And I need, a, and I need another. Shout out to Zoe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Need, uh, I need another. And, and this, this is why this is so huge. First of all, you know they're based on specifically on African American families, African American experience, mm-hmm. right? Which is a part of the American. Yep. That's first of yes, all. Sir. Second of all, just like New Girl, man. Um, they're feel-good shows. They yeah. talk about real issues. That, you know, they bring the nostalgic back at home with mom and dad. You know. Now, yeah, this is this is like sh- these are shows that we've grown up on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we got blackish today. I know we have grownish, but that was really the heyday for black sitcoms. Man, where are the black sitcoms nowadays? Man, where are they at? Black. You know. You know. Like I said, Blackish and Grownish, and they're both written by the same guy. So, yeah. you know, where are the black sitcoms? There was a uh, there, there was a large variety. I mean, the ones that are going to Netflix, just a few, like you said, Sister Sister. Um, I think Smart Guy. Yeah. Um, Smart Guy. Um, obviously, okay. Moesha. Yeah. Is the game. Is, is family Family Matters going or not? It might, it might, it might. I gotta check. I gotta check. I don't know if it was in this recent batch. Um, the Urkel, all right. Everybody but the that. game, yeah. Girlfriends. Girlfriends. You know, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of sitcoms that were out there. There's a lot of sitcoms that were out there that are now that are now showing up. That are now showing up. So you know, Moesha dropped. I'm gonna get into that. I just I literally just finished watching the uh, Mafia documentary nice. on Netflix. Crazy. And when it ended, it was like, you know, recommend for you. Moesha was one of those recommendations. So I'm going to tune back in. I'm going to see what's good. Lock in. Lock in. Um, the, the only, the, the wild thing that I, you know, that I've got to add just regarding Moesha is that if you search the term Moesha on Twitter right now, Oh, man. I guess it's the same thing like how they say with friends, you know, like when you look back at it, or even the office, you're going to see some jokes that might be problematic in today's climate. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people were, were tweeting about, oh, man, Moesha was really going hard on the fat jokes. Because one of her friends, I guess, was quote unquote fat. If you look at her, she's not really fat, fat. You know, Countess Vaughn, you know, she was the daughter on the Parkers exactly. with uh, Monique. So... Yeah, she was a little bigger than uh, Brandy, but she wasn't necessarily fat. But I guess in today's society, when you hear all these fat jokes, it's kind of like, oh, that wouldn't fly today. And and the thing is, people got to realize that this show was not produced today. And it was a show about teenagers. So even teenagers today aren't the most, you know, politically correct or... Yeah, yeah, you know, hey, or sound individuals. Teenagers are gonna tell you how it is. <laughs> hey, I'm happy you mentioned that. Hey, if anybody has any problems with something that's said on Moesha, Sister Sister, or any of those nostalgic uh, shows that um, 
Netflix is bringing back. And the, and, the, and the crazy thing is, all those shows still had messages. They would always end the show like, hey, man, this is the right thing to do. So even if Brandy was making fat jokes, it was still like a, a moral message that, you know, and that's the thing. People were getting upset. There was a lot of people tweeting like, oh, man, the fat jokes, the this, the that. Oh, this dad was horrible. The man, dad, because there was a... They, bro, can, they can add me on Twitter and catch me outside, bro. I'm not. Son, I'm, yeah. <laughs> son. And they yeah. got to calm down, man. They got to calm down, man. I, I mean, I get and That's it. the thing. That's a, It's a show about life, man. And there was a, there was a, I remember when I was watching Moesha when it was actually on TV. Right. Um, I remember, I remember the episode when she got a tattoo and her dad called her a hoe. I remember when that happened, and I remember sitting there being like, dang, she just got a tattoo. Like, she got a hoe. So I knew it was, you know, something back then. But now when people are watching it, they're like, oh, the dad is horrible. He called her a hoe. Like, that's the point. He wasn't accepting. He had to learn. You know, it's like. It was a lesson. Yeah. You read the context of what's going on in the show. Exactly. You know, read the context of what's going on in the show, man. So, shout out Moesha. Shout out all the shows. Yeah. Um, interesting fact was they actually found an episode of Moesha that uh, Jay Electronica was on. Oh, wow. A young Jay Electronica was rapping in a, in a cypher as an extra. Wow. And people were like, is that Jay? Yeah, it was Jay. So, yeah, he's, he's been out here for a while. Oh, and Kobe. There was an episode where Kobe was Brandy's love interest. So... Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Kobe. He yeah, he Kobe. definitely was uh, and a big part of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. This episode. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess before we dip, who we got? Who we got coming on next, man? Next episode, episode eight, we got Smooth Allen coming on. He's a drummer for Of Good Nature, a really yes, good band that I follow from uh, North Carolina. They're from North Carolina, but they tour all over all over the country. Uh, if you never heard of them, check out their music. They're they're everywhere you stream your music. Uh, a good uh, rock reggae vibe. Um, yeah, he's coming on. He's coming on next uh, next week to talk to us about his experience and uh, uh, his story and what's made them successful in his journey right now during COVID nineteen. So we're happy to have him on. Hell yeah! Thank you for tuning in. Episode seven, episode eight. We got another guest and. Episode nine, we'll come back with another guest. So just just tune in, man. Keep tuning in. Hashtag the COD podcast. Hashtag full speed ahead. Let's go. Hashtag fresh catch. Let's go. Fresh catch of the week. Peace. Peace.